Good morning, NEI Hoops Nation, and welcome to NHR the Podcast with your hosts, Junior and Trev. NHR the Podcast is your Saturday morning dive into what is happening around the NEI Hoops world. So grab your coffee. It is time to talk some NEI Hoops. Good morning, Trev. It's good to have you back on the show. As uh, expected, Jake did a great job of filling in for you while you were out. Uh, but I do hope you had a great holiday break. Um, it's good to, good to have you back again. Um, good to talk some basketball with you. And, and I hope you are well-rested for this sprint to March we're about to have. Yeah, I'm excited to be back. Uh, thank you to Jake again for taking over. It was good to kind of um, be off for the holidays. And now I'm back back into the swing of things. And so are a lot of teams. I mean, we were talking pregame show here about uh, today being our biggest slate we think we've ever had on a Saturday so far this year. And we've already had this week with a lot of teams playing, um, a lot of teams returning from whether it was a small quarantine period or just having the month of December off. So we're looks like we're getting back into the swing of things and I'm excited to get going. Yeah. And it, what, what a week. Uh, I mean, I know we've kind of been a couple of weeks back, you know, in the swing of things since the holidays, but uh, what a week this has been. I, I tell you what, uh, you know, right, right now we've had, you know, just in a 48 hour period from, I think it was Thursday night, Friday. Yeah. Thursday night and Friday over that 48, uh, or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, even a little bit. Uh, we had number one, number two, number three, number six, and number seven all lose during that period, which is insane. I, I, I know there's been times that, you know, especially, you know, last year when we were covered where, you know, five or six teams, five or six teams of the top 25 uh, had gotten beat over a couple day period. But I don't know if I've ever seen, uh, or I don't remember ever seeing uh, one where, uh, we've had five teams in the top 10 get beat all within about a two-day period. Well, and then also one and two losing on the same day. Um, from an SID standpoint, I've already seen people in my world looking through their record books and seeing if that's ever even happened before in a regular season. <laughs> um, it might, it probably has happened in the national tournament if you look at rankings and you know they lose on the same days. But outside of that, I don't know if that's ever happened at the NAI level um, where they've lost on the same day. I'm sure it has, but I haven't seen anybody pop up with an answer yet. Yeah. So, yeah, real, real crazy week. Yeah, and just to give give everybody a little bit of an inside scoop of kind of an uh, inside look at NEI Hoops Report, uh, you know, some of that conversation struck up in our DMs on Twitter. I, we actually have a lot of good relationships with a lot of SIDs around the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, when that happened, we had several of the ones we have good relationships up uh, ask us if we knew any, but or when it happened, uh, I had actually stayed up uh, the night that night, and I think I fell asleep about two in the morning trying to look up old stats. And I just I remember waking up in the morning, my computer was still flipped up, and and I was like, man, I fell asleep looking at this trying to look up stats. But uh, you didn't, did you didn't find anything? Though, I, did, did I have not found it. I, I I felt like it had happened last year with Georgetown uh, getting beat on one night, and I, and I thought it had happened, but I couldn't find it. Um, I know we have a lot of good stat heads out there. I, I talk a lot of uh, stats and a lot of hoops with a lot of SIDs um, from around NEI, and, and we have, uh, and you're one of them, but we have a lot of great SIDs around the country, um, and, and I always appreciate the, the information they, they share with us and, and the inside uh, stat lines that they share with us, but not one of them have been able to figure that out yet. And, and you know, some of the conversations that we've had, it's, it's kind of funny because usually we can pop up a stat, or, or they're usually pretty good at popping up a stat pretty fast, and and this is one of them that uh, nobody can find. So it'll be interesting if, if anybody can track that out. Yeah, I'm going to be look, keeping an eye open, too. And if I see anything, I'm sure 
I'll relay it to you and you can let those who are wondering know because I know, like I said, I know people are looking um, to see because that is quite quite the, I don't, I don't know if you want to call it an accomplishment for the teams that won, yes, but um, quite a milestone for NAIA this year. Yeah, and, and I just, uh, I, I think it's, it's unique, you know, and it's just a unique year in general, but it's very, very unique. I thought that the Indiana Wesleyan and, and uh, William Penn all for semester looked like the top two teams in the country. Um, I, I wrote a little bit about it in the daily dive. I don't, I don't think that we're, we're still trying to debate a little bit, you know, with our new rankings coming out Sunday on, on where we're going to put Indiana Wesleyan. I don't know. There'll be one or two. I, I just don't see them dropping a ton. I, I understand the, you know, in the past with, with two divisions where you drop somebody after a loss and uh, things like that. I just, especially with this many teams ranked at loss this week, um, you know, with the, with the new rankings coming out, uh, official rankings coming out on Wednesday, um, it'll be interesting to see how uh, the coaches around the NEI view things. Um, but we will obviously, you know, when we put ours out on top 25 uh, on Sunday, um, I, I expect it, I expect ours to be a little bit interesting and, and people may disagree with us and I'm okay with that. We usually get a lot of, you know, trolls and different things mm-hmm. and people, pe- people are upset. You're, you're never going to make everybody happy with rankings. And, and that's, I'm okay with that. It's, it's fun still for us. Um, but no, I, you know, I think that uh, kind of where we've said, Oh, some of the people that I've talked to that Indiana, I would be surprised if Indiana Wesleyan flips out of the, the top spot for us, uh, especially with the win mm-hmm. yesterday over Faulkner, um, you know, just talking about that game a little bit. Um, I think they did themselves a favor um, by, by winning that game. Obviously um, they've, they've got more wins against the top 25. I believe that was their fourth game, fourth win against the top 25, third, third for sure. But I think that's four wins now against um, a top 25 opponent mm-hmm. um, in the game today. Uh, I just want to a quick shout out um, Kyle Mangus. Uh, so good. Uh, we've, we've talked to him about him many times. Um, we could talk about him all day, every day on every show, just because of how good he is. Um, he pat he had a big milestone today. He surpassed or yesterday he surpassed three thousand career points, and that is I, I can't tell unreal, you. unreal. The sec- only the second player ever in Indiana Wesleyan history, um, but three thousand. We we talk and, and and congratulate kids all the time for for passing one thousand points in career, but Kyle Mingus has surpassed three thousand career points. Yeah, so. that's he's outstanding. And one more thing to add about the the rankings here too is. A lot of people, um, when they look at for rankings come out, they kind of like to look at previous results. Um, and so obviously everyone's going to look, Indiana Wesleyan just lost. How can you put them one? How can you put them two or whatever? But, you know, if you look at overall body of work, I, I, it's hard to find a resume better than what they've had so far this year, like you mentioned. And when you're number one, when you're the top team, you got that bullseye on your back. You're going to get everybody's best effort. And sometimes, you know, it's hard to go undefeated in a basketball season. Uh, let alone, you know, just finish with one or two losses. So, um, yeah. you know, and teams have bad games, things happen. So you can't really discredit them for losing. You just kind of have to tip your hat, you know, to the teams that end up beating them if they end up beating them. And you just, if you look at it as an overall body, I think they're clearly still the number one team in the nation. And that, and that's how we look at even last year with our rankings, but, but especially this year, um, just with the uniqueness of the scheduling and things like that we try to keep in touch, in touch with the whole body of work and, and, and we'll go and do, maybe we'll, maybe I'll do that. Maybe we'll add the, uh, add some, uh, little blurbs for each, uh, ranking this week, uh, in the top 25 and explain ourselves a little bit, but you know, for us, it's just the, it's the body of work. You know, a lot of people, you know, what have you done for me lately? That, that mentality in the, in the top 25, yeah. especially, you know, I mean, you, you look at the NCAA division one rankings, you know, somebody will lose and drop five spots and, 
I, I just, uh, for, for us, it's, it's the body of work. Um, you know, if you drop a couple games in between rankings, you know, obviously it's a little bit different or, or if you drop one and then that's your third or fourth loss, you know, maybe that, that changes things, but when you're a one loss team, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I watched the Indiana Wesleyan uh, game, uh, both, both of them. Um, it, they, they played a, they played a decent game. I mean, they didn't play bad. Uh, Grace just, Grace had, I mean, it just, the and ball dropped happens. Grace's way that night. Tip the you know tip your cap sometimes the other team sometimes they play yeah. a flawless game and I mean Grace came out and and they and they did it they won the game and sometimes like you said you can't just you can't just revert back to saying well Indiana Wesleyan lost let's drop them it's also not yeah. like NCAA where they come out every week you know a loss every week yep. or you know that's gonna t- you know do a toll rather than a loss every three or four weeks or whenever the NAI ones come out so you got to look at that time span where the last poll was and still Indiana Wesleyan has racked up great wins, great performances over that time. No doubt. And, and even in the, even the willing pin, you know, game, I watched that one. It, it, they looked, I mean, I'll be honest with you. They, they came out flat, looked bored. I think they were five of 33 from the three point line. A lot of combinations of things that, you know, just, I mean, they shouldn't have lost that game. It, it's bad loss, but at the end of the day, it happens. I mean, it, it you know, I, I think it's a long bus ride for them. I don't even know, know how long the bus ride that is for them, but uh you know, they, they look sluggish, haven't played for a month. Um, you know, Mac U, I thought they played well. I think, I think actually, uh, and we're going to talk with uh, Coach Francis here after a bit, but uh, I, I think Science and Arts is a pretty good team. I, mm-hmm. I thought, I think that, you know, they went, that, Mac U is the only team, uh, Mid American Christian is the only team that lost at home out of the top uh, 10. Uh, everybody, all those other losses were road losses, but Science and Arts went into Mac U and, and got that win. Um, I, and I think they earned that one. I think Mac U is still a good team, but, you know, that, uh, that, that science and arts team is one you're going to have to watch out for in the Sooner Athletic Conference the rest of the year. Um, and Coach Francis does such a great job. And we'll talk a little bit more about him. Um, you, you know, even, even uh, you know, uh, uh, Georgetown lost to a good Shawnee team. Um, I, Georgetown's young. I mean, they're two of the best players. You know, their best players are sophomore. Their second best score right now. I won't say the best player, but their, their second best score right now is freshman. Um, you know, so they're – they're going through some growing pains. They went through some growing pains early. I think they're playing pretty decent right now. Coach Briggs is obviously one of the best coaches in NEI, um, and, and he's got his team. I, I think as they mature and get older, um, you know, over the over the rest of January and into February, I, I think that come March, just like every Georgetown team is every single year, that'll be a team that you will not want to face in the national tournament. So, um, you know, their loss, you know, it, it, it's a loss. It's their second loss, so, you know, maybe they'll drop outside the top ten probably, but – um, I still think they're a top 10 worthy team. Um, and then, you know, today, you know, Lois Clark State, you know, loses the number five. You know, they were number seven in the country, loses the number five, Arizona Christian. Um, they had a had a lead for most of the game and it was back and forth a little bit uh, towards the end. And Arizona Christian ended up winning by five. They actually play again uh, later today. So mm-hmm. that'll be another good game to uh, to watch. Um, but last, last night's game, uh, you know, was, was a very, very good one. So that, that's where the, those top, top uh, teams lost. Um, but then again, like I was mentioning earlier, you know, Iwu followed up, uh, their, their loss to grace and turned around and beat number 16 Faulkner, um, yesterday. And, um, and I mentioned that Kyle uh, Mangus dropped or, uh, surpassed 3000 career mark. Um, but even in that game, you know, uh, Indiana Wesleyan had a 15 point lead, uh, about seven minutes to go in that game. Uh, Faulkner went on a huge, uh, run to get within one and then, uh, unfortunately, all American CJ Williamson, or all, unfortunately Faulkner, uh, CJ Williamson, uh, missed a missed back-to-back free throws. Um, they were they had a chance to take a one-point lead with about four seconds left. 
Um, and then Indiana Wesleyan ended up winning by two. So um, I do think that they did themselves a uh, uh, service by, uh, by winning, uh, t- uh, you know, beating another ranked team yesterday, mm-hmm. but uh, the, you know, we'll wait for the rankings and kind of see what they say and, and how that affects it. Yeah. And I think, I think the fact that the top three teams lost too, I mean, you can't really move them all down significantly too. So it's, I mean, it's different if, if one had lost and two had a great week and, and was, you know, didn't lose, it may be easier to jump them up to one and, or flip flop them. But um, I think at the end of the day, we won't see much of a change because I mean, there's been a lot of games since then and a lot of things have changed since then. So um, I wouldn't expect a lot to, to happen at least at the top. Yeah, that, that's a great point. I mean, that, what, what happened to the rest of everybody else uh, in that manner, you know, that, that'll help uh, some of those teams from sliding. Um, but, you know, just kind of uh, and, and go, moving into our, our uh, call with Coach uh, Francis, uh, Chris Francis, the head coach at uh, Science and Arts. Um, you know, they, they are coming off that big win. I I don't know if you've ever met Coach Francis. I, I've uh, I've actually uh, seen him, his teams play in Kansas City a couple of years when they've made the national tournament. I watched them when they were an eight seed. Uh, go in they uh, knocked off the number one seed that year I believe on a buzzer beater um, and then carried on momentum um, through the sweet 16 and um, his teams always play hard and they're always talented uh, his teams always plays hard and he's just such a great guy like I've, I've uh, never really talked to him directly but I've, I've been in conversations where, where he's been talking and um, just just really enjoy him um, I think everybody will enjoy him uh, as he gets ready to talk here uh, here momentarily we are joined this morning with uh, Science and Arts head coach Chris Francis. He's in his sixth season uh, with the Drovers. Coach uh, earlier got to hit, earlier this season got his hundredth career win, um, and he uh, got to, he's coming off a him and the Drovers are coming off a big upset win over number three Mac U uh, in a big uh, so, or a big Sooner Athletic Conference showdown. Uh, coach uh, is one of the best young coaches in the NEI. Um, he's already made a couple of NEI appearance or NEI national tournament appearances. Um, and, and I was actually able to watch a couple of his teams uh, out in uh, Kansas City and uh, just uh, really appreciate watching his teams play. They play really, really hard. Um, always super talented. Coach, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, uh, great day today is, is game day, so I'm, I'm up and ready and ready to rock and roll. Uh, coming off a huge win, like you said, versus a very talented Mac U uh, team and a very well-coached team. And uh, Coach Gamble and had them guys really – prepared for us and uh, really gave us a challenge. And it's always a, a challenge to play in the in the sack day in and day out. So just very uh, blessed and, and excited to come away with the win. It's been a while since we've beat them or even won at third place. And so I think the last time we beat them at third place was the year we went to the Elite Eight. So hopefully this is a, a good sign to come. No doubt, no doubt. And, and uh, I know, you know, you, you guys uh... – it's kind of a unique season for everybody. We've talked about it a lot, um, but can you get kind of just talk about how you guys prepare for a game like that when you guys, neither one of you had played a ton of games, but just kind of after a long layover and things like that and how your, how your guys have uh, responded to kind of the adversity of the season with, with just not knowing when you're going to play sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's day by day. And we tell our guys all the time, you have to take advantage of the opportunity of just having a gym put on the practice Jersey because we faced uh, a lot of the adversity of cancellations and even uh, multiple guys even catching the virus um, early in November. And so I think we kind of went through the brunt of things already 
um, and preparing for a game. Uh, luckily, it was a game like MACU. But I think nowadays these kids are just bouncing off the walls just to play. I think with the cancellations, I think they've really understood that, you know, every game that we play, um, it's, it's, we're lucky to even be playing it, um, blessed to be playing it. And so they're taking advantage of their time to to get better and get ready to play the team. So, you know, as a, on the coaching end, you know, we're, we're still doing our job and, and preparing them. And, um, but I think that it's, it's not, not, not to say it's easier, but um, if we have to get our guys up to play any game this season, then, you know, their mindset isn't in the right place. So, um, so to prepare for the Matthew game, it's, it's kind of a rivalry anyway. Um, we, we felt that our guys was going to be, ready to play and maybe maybe too amped up to play. And I think a couple of our, our players um, kind of fall under that category uh, because they were they were really excited to play um, and just dealing with the adversity. It's um, like I said, it's something that we've dealt with early in the season. So we know we understand that it could easily um, pop its head up again. Um, but hopefully we kind of went like I said, we've kind of went through the worst of it, I hope. And uh, hopefully we can string off a few games and, and hopefully the opponents are, are, uh, are healthy and, and that we can get over there and play. And so. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I've talked to a lot of coaches about this before, and uh, I, I think it's got to help, uh, you know, having, I, I know uh, Stephen or Stephen Hall and uh, Cameron Hines are leading you in scoring and just two guys you've had in your program for a while and, and probably got to be, got to help uh, kind of bring the attitude every day to practice and things like that. Just one, they know the league and, and know you and things like that, but also just um, kind of, kind of that veteran leadership uh, to help kind of guide you guys way through. I know it's new to everybody, but um, just to help prepare you guys each and every night. No doubt. No doubt. They're, they're two guys that, you know, we're on the elite eight team when we made that deep run and, uh, and Stephon Hall was a freshman and Cameron Hines was a sophomore that year. I think, you know, Stephon was one of the, the better freshmen in the, in the tournament and, and Cam, Cam, you know, it was his first time being there, and, and he did a lot of different things. And then offensively, he kind of caught fire there, I think, in the Sweet 16. And, uh, you know, bringing guys back like that and a couple guys, um, too, that were on that team that maybe not have played as much, but just felt the experience and, and seeing what it was about. Because I've had you – know, I've always had guys tell tell me at the end of the season, when we when we talk about Kansas City, we tell them how special it is and – and how it's kind of like the basketball mecca of the national tournament and it's the hardest tournament, this and that. And, you know, at the end of the year, we have our, you know, guys come up to us that maybe are one-year guys or, you know, haven't been to the tournament and tell us, you know, like how good of an experience it was, how what we told them, you know, about how exciting it was and everything that, you know, it really was uh, one of the best experiences that they've ever had, you know, leading into the season. If they haven't ever been, it's kind of hard to realize what we're talking about. And so um, after the season, it's always uh, fun to hear those guys' stories. And, you know, and that's kind of what, you know, Stephon Hall and Cameron Hines and uh, we have a kid named Travion Ellis that was on, on the team as well. You know, all three of those guys are, are you know, have had success at the, at the national tournament and um, even, you know, in the regular season. And so that's just made them even more hungrier um, every year uh, to get better and to get back there. Um, but to win in any conference, um, but mainly in the SAC, you have to have a good amount of returners, I think, return um, just to, to go through the the, the grueling schedule. And, and they know and they can lead the rest of the players and tell them that, you know, it's not, 
you know, a given any game in the sack. And so having returners in the sack, it's it's a plus. Um, and it's something that, you know, if we wanted to win the, the, the Southern Athletic Conference regular season title, something that we haven't done yet, that was something that we needed to do is have a strong returning catalyst come back. Um, and I think that this season is 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 a is a strong one. We have a you know a handful of returners, um, along with uh, really talented uh, recruits that are coming in. But uh, hopefully we can uh, keep this thing rolling. And you know I think we we still have a long ways to go. I mean we beat a great team in MacU and and defensively I think this is probably one of the better defensive teams that we've had. But um, Stephon Hall had a you know he had a, a decent game. Um, but overall, his defense is, is really what, what stood out to me. And, and he'll have better nights um, on the offensive end. And same thing with Cameron. I mean, Cam had a, a solid night, but I think we all know that, you know, he could have uh, definitely shot it at a higher percentage. And um, But defensively, you know, he did his part and, and put his body on the line. And, and uh, you know, we got away with the W. But you know, I think we can definitely play better. Um, same thing with every team, I think, right now. That was, you know, both of our game, us and Mac Hughes, first regular season game. And so, you know, same thing with Mac U, they're going to be, you know, super talented, you know, come, you know, February, March, they're going to be, you know, one of the hardest teams to, to play against and to beat. Um, luckily we just got the the road win out the way. And now they, now we, if we, if we play, when we play them again, it'll be at our place. So, um, but no, I think, uh, you know, those two guys have a, uh, you know, a strong uh, hold on this team. And if we're going to be successful, I think they know they got to, they got to make sure that they, uh, you know, do their part um, in, in leading the guys. So, No doubt. And you kind of talked about, uh, you, you know, Mac U a little bit. And and, uh, and we actually caught, talked to uh, Coach Beshta uh, from John Brown last week, um, just about the Sooner and, and, and that John Brown team. They got a lot of returns as well. But uh, yes. um, tonight, tonight, I know you guys, uh, uh, or later on this afternoon, I should say, uh, you guys have uh, Southwestern Christian. Um, can you talk about a little bit about tonight's game and then just kind of the outlook of the, of the Sooner Athletic Conference this year? I know you got uh, uh, three teams uh, ranked right now, but uh, definitely one of the, always one of the toughest uh, conferences. And, um, you know, it, it, it hasn't a lot of the teams haven't played yet. So a lot of teams are going to be, you know, fresh and new and, and not, um, you know, I, I know that they're holding their national rankings right now, um, but just kind of eager to see the, the Sooner get going. Yeah, no, it's uh... – it's, it's, you know, like we tell, you know, a lot of our recruits and I'm sure, you know, most coaches, you know, say this, but, um, and, and this is from, you know, other people I hear and talk to it's, you know, our conference is one of the, the best I feel um, just because of the national championships won um, in the previous years. And so um, the, the sack is, is really good this season. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's going to be a really tough one. Whoever, whoever wins a regular season or it finishes in the top three or four, or even five um, are teams that, that can definitely go to the national tournament and, and make some noise. Um, John Brown is, is a team that's going to be very talented. I'm excited to see them play uh, once they get rocking and rolling because they got, you know, everybody back and they actually return a guy that um, had previously been there and that was a dominant force. So I'm excited to see what they do. Um, Southwest Christian tonight is, you know, they're always, they're always loaded with talented, you know, players, a great coach. And, you know, we go to their place tonight and it's always been a struggle uh, for us to win over there. Um, just, you know, they have great fans and, and luckily um, in our favor, it's only a 25% capacity tonight. So, um, so that's going in our favor, but we, we played them earlier this year. 
Uh, they have, you know, a few players that, that just give us fits. One kid actually had a 31 against us and another kid had like, you know, 18. And, and so we, we got to do our job tonight in making sure that uh, we do a better job defensively. You know, our, our goal this whole season is to try to hold our opponents under 70 points. And so we've been close. Um, I think we're holding them under 75 right now, but, um, but that's kind of uh, one of our main goals. And so, um, and, and actually, you know, I come up with these goals just by looking at, you know, who won the league the previous year. And, and Mac, you, um, Mac, you last year, obviously the best team in the nation or, or one of them. Um, it, they, they were to me, if you ask me, but I got some of our stats and our goals from just looking at, you know, their uh, their season stats. And so uh, we want to do a good job defensively. Uh, tonight, I think we want to use our length. We finally have everybody. When we played against Mac, you uh, the other night, we, that was I think the second time we've had our whole roster on the uh, on the bench. And so tonight, hopefully, we can uh, you know everybody's ready to rock and roll. So this, this will be our second night in having everybody. But we got to use our whole bench and we got to use our um, strength and our defense. And so I'm excited. Hopefully, we have a few guys that. Um, I think that will come out of the shell tonight and play a little better. Um, you know, we talked about Stephon Hall and, and uh, Cam Hines, um, but in Elvin Rodriguez, uh, a transfer we have in, you know, he's a he's a he's one of the fastest players I've ever I've ever coached with the ball in his hands, and so um, he didn't play very well the other night. So hopefully, you know, he got that out the way, and, and we can uh, we can rely on him um, to 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 help relieve the the pressure on on those two guards, and um, so. I'm excited tonight. It's gonna to be a it's gonna be a tough, a little tougher one because we've we we know, both teams know what we run. We've already played each other. We can we kind of can, um, you know, use our uh, pieces and 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 kind of use a chess match to figure out you know what we need to do to get ahead on uh, defensively or offensively. But um, I'm excited. Hopefully, uh, you know, we can come out on top. You know, I will, I've always um, seen that. You know, teams that usually go knock off, you know, the, the number one teams in the nation or, or the big games, you know, usually you have a uh, somewhat of a letdown the, the following night or the following game because of such a the such of uh, the joy and the excitement of beating a great team on the home court. So hopefully we can uh, get back focused and and bring the same uh, energy and, and focus and mentality that we had against Mac U. Uh, that's that's really the only uh the worry that we have right now is our guys is is uh, it's it's hard to get up every game to play um, the number three team in the nation. It's hard to get up and play like that every game from here on out. But like we talked about earlier, if if the guys don't take advantage of each game like that, then their mindset isn't where we want it to be. So uh, so hopefully we come out you know with a little bit of uh, uh, juice in our in our step and and uh, you know, make it a game at least. Yeah, and like I've uh, I've mentioned before, you guys are a team that uh, seem to always uh, you always have your guys playing hard. So I I, I have a hard time uh, thinking that you guys won't. Your guys won't. Uh, Thank you. But the sooner sooner is also an unforgiving league. So it doesn't matter <laughs> yes. if you're playing uh, the number three ranked team Man. in the country, if you're playing the a team that hasn't won a game. You yeah. know, it always seems exactly. to, to be some battles out in that league. Exactly. Um, you know, I know. Uh, I, I know that uh, it, it's going to be a sprint to finish. We've been we've been talking about that a little bit. Um, it may be early in your guys' season, but uh, I think that just with the amount of games you're going to play between now and and the end of February before uh, the Sooner Athletic uh, Conference tournament, um, I, I think uh, 
you know, there's no rest for the weary out there and, and uh, definitely looking forward to watching more of your squad. Um, I, I, it's, I, like I said, I've, you, you guys caught my eye a couple of years, I think it was 2017, right? When you guys made the big run. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, if, if, if I'm not mistaken, I think you guys were a fifth seed from the, uh, from the sooner that year, correct? Yeah. 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 We, uh, we ended yeah, up fifth seed from the, yeah, you guys were a fifth seed from the sooner that year. And that yeah. just goes to show you how deep that league is. Um, even you know the fifty fifth seed from the you guys end up winning that or winning the sooner tournament, I believe, and then uh, as the eighth seed, yeah. uh, and the national tournament uh, definitely made a big run. Um, like I said, you guys are always fun to watch. Um, I've always appreciated uh, watching your guys uh, teams in Kansas City and watching you guys online. Um, and, and definitely looking forward to watching you guys more this the rest of the year. Yeah, no, it should be fun. We're excited. Thanks for having me. And uh, you know we uh, we're going to continue to to kind of battle this this unknown season and this unknown year, hopefully we can get, you know, like you said, a few, uh, few games under our belt, at least 10, um, because that's the, that's the minimum to get back to the national tournament. And it's going to be different with, uh, with it not all being at Kansas city, but hopefully we can, um, we can get into the, to the regional spot and make a, make a run for it. And uh, in this crazy year and, and uh, you know, make the best of it. No doubt, Coach. I appreciate you coming on and uh, safe travels today and best of luck the rest of the year. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Great to, to catch up with Coach Francis. Uh, you know, he's got his science and arts team undefeated and rolling right now. Uh, we wish them the best of luck uh, for the rest of the year. Um, but as we move forward, Trev, we're going to move into our games of the week for this week. What do you got for us? Games of the week? I am looking forward to um, a couple of matchups in the Sun Conference. I'm looking at uh, Warner who just moved into a tie for first place. They got a, a couple of a big ones coming up first against Ave Maria today um, at four o'clock Eastern time. Both of them are four and two in conference play. And then later this week, Warner goes b- back home to play Southeastern. Um, Southeastern was picked to win or to take first in the sun this year. have kind of been struggling a little bit. Warner won big the first time uh, they played, but Last year, we know that uh, both those games were relatively close. I think one was decided by a point. So um, a lot of things could shake up at the top of the Sun Conference just this week, um, starting with the Royals out of Warner. Um, again, today against Ave Maria, and then uh, a couple days, it looks like Thursday against Southeastern. So two games to watch out for um, from the Sun Conference. Yeah, I'm I'm actually gonna go a little bit different direction this week. I think uh, just with the uniqueness of our um, of our of our year and our scheduling and things like that, um, I do I do want to just talk about a unique schedule that the um, GCAC is gonna have this for this year and it's starting this week um, where they're actually gonna play. They're basically gonna create a pod, and this week's pod is at Talladega. Um, all eight teams from the league are going to meet at Talladega. And I believe how it's set up is that, so they'll have four games at Talladega on Monday. Um, and then I think that they turn it around play different teams on Tuesday and then turn around and play teams, different team on Wednesday and a different team on Thursday. So you're basically staying the whole week out there. You're going to play four games um, just in a different pod. Um, and just kind of like a, not, not necessarily round Robin because there's so many teams out there. Um, but just they're going to play their conference schedule like that. And I think there's some some unique uniqueness uh, to try to figure out, um, you know, a, 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 a situation where you can at least get games in. And 
Um, you make them happen and create, you know, your own like quote unquote bubble. And, and, and this uh, is all being played at, at Talladega. It. You said this week, is it moved to a new location the next week or. I, yep. I believe, I believe what I was reading is that, uh, so every week we'll, well, a new team will host, but, uh, they'll take turns, uh, hosting that everybody will obviously be able to host, but, um, the, you know, they're going to have, I think four sites is what it is. And they will uh, play four games at that site and, and, uh, just, you know, continue to try to isolate the teams and, uh, you know, keep them around each other. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be, going to be kind of a unique situation to watch. And I'm, I'm interested to see how that uh, works out for them. And, um, but at least they're trying to play games and, and it'll be interesting to see moving forward and on how, uh, how that tr- transitions over and, and how uh, teams yeah, play. That's cool. Cool idea. Shout out to them. Yeah. The t- it'll be interesting. Actually, it should give them a, a big, uh, Big boost uh, going in, whoever wins that league uh, going into the national tournament because even though the setup's a little bit different, you know, in the past you know win uh, four games in five days and uh, you know you'll you'll have that opening round regional first uh, and then you'll have some time a little bit a couple of days off before they meet in Kansas City. But uh, you know at least they'll be back uh, for the national tournament. They'll be used to be playing back to back games and and uh, playing a lot of games in a few days. So maybe that'll give them an advantage. Um, I also want to I meant to mention this earlier and I do want to bring it up. Um, and it's not quite a shout out, but it's, it's just, a to bring to people's attention, uh, the cow pack, uh, did come out, uh, with their scheduling this, this week as well, uh, for their conference. Uh, it, it, they have three teams sent out right now, including Antelope Valley, uh, who is a defending champion. Um, they're, they're going to play phase two. Um, a lot of teams are going to play phase two of their conference schedule, uh, which will actually be, um, they, they won't be able to, to qualify for the champion or the uh, national tournament. Uh, but they're going to kind of play their own, kind of similar to the Cascade. They're going to play their own uh, conference schedule uh, come uh, uh, March and April a little bit, and they're going to uh, end up having uh, a conference tournament after that, uh, it sounds like. But uh, there's going to be six teams that will be uh, playing phase one of the schedule. Uh, those are playing for February, um, and that'll uh, those teams will actually be able to qualify for the national tournament. Um, and then I believe those teams that, that don't qualify for the national tournament will turn around and play in phase two. Um, so just kind of some unique scheduling uh, as, as, you know, this pandemic continues to roll on, um, you know, it's, it's causing teams and, and conferences to figure out how to schedule games. And uh, those are those are two conferences right there that are, that are going to have uh, have uh, some different schedule techniques and see if they can figure out a schedule to get done and have games played in. Yeah, their, I'm certainly their looking for I guess, I guess I'm just eager and anxious to find out how. Um, or to see if there's going to be any other announcements with other conferences as we get closer to conference tournament time to see if um, they're going to change up formats at all, if they're going to do some sort of pod or limit travel or do something like that. Um, I know for the KCAC, they normally do the first two rounds at home sites and then with the championship being in a new, neutral location. So um, just coming from something that is closer to home for me, I'm curious to see if they'll do something where they either just have it at one location or um, something different. So um, simply, it's definitely something to keep an eye on, though, as we as we get closer to March. For sure, and and, and those aren't necessarily games of the week out in the Cal Pack. Those won't be until February. But as I was talking about scheduling, I wanted to at least touch base with the Cal Pack as well, and, and uh, you know, uh, and just eager to see, like you said, eager to see how some of these conferences make things work. Um, but moving on to some of our shoutouts uh, for the week, you want to talk yeah, about freshman Kayvon Blankenship from Brian. Uh, 26 points, 11 assists in 38 minutes on in Thursday's 99 to 93 win over Truett McConnell. Uh, he shot seven of 12 from the floor, two of four from the 
three-point line, 10 of 12 from the uh, free throw line. Um, Twenty, Like I said, 26 points and a, and a six-point win. Um, very impressive. We've we've talked about him off air quite a bit. Um, he's His stock's really rising as this season goes on. Um, and like I said, just a freshman too. So he's going to be one to watch out there for, for years to come. Yeah, I, I really like him. I mentioned it on Twitter the other day. Um, I, I just... I, I, I've mentioned this all the time. I'm, I'm a players guy. I, lo- I love watching the players. Um, th- there's a good, really good crop of we, we talk about a lot. There's a good group of good crop of sophomores uh, in the NEI right now, but this freshman class is starting to to take shape a little bit. And there's some there's some really good freshmen, and he's one of them that are that are starting to make names for themselves. And uh, it's it just cool to watch these guys as they you know move on from freshmen and, and follow them throughout their career and, and things like that. And, and why I'm at it, I just want to give a, a quick shout out to all the freshmen out there, whether you're playing or not playing. Um, you know, if you're listening to this, it, it's not easy. You know, we, we talk about all these freshmen that are having success, and and you know, some of these kids that may not be playing the unit yet, or maybe be maybe uh, have an all American ahead of them, or whatever the case may be. You know, I, I think it's important to realize that you know some of these kids are in good opportunities but it doesn't mean that you're not just because you're not playing i mean if you're uh, you know sitting behind a kid you know stay to grind there's so many kids that you know we don't hear about even until their sophomore and junior year um and then they start making the, uh, really good careers out of out of the two year period they're having because they've been behind somebody you know and um i, I just think that's important to know we we sometimes make it look like it's easy because we talk about all these youngsters that are having great great uh, starts of their career and things like that but uh um, you know, some of those guys are at the end of the bench that, that uh, you know, as a freshman that maybe just need to develop a little bit more or whatever the case may be, you know, keep keep towing the rope. Uh, we, we don't need to keep transferring out. There's there's no use to transfer, uh, you know, just keep keep grinding out. There's a lot of success stories of kids that have, you know, maybe not played much of the freshman year or sophomore year and then have really, really good all-conference or all-American years of junior and senior years. So I just want to make sure I touch base on that as well. Um, I do want to give a shout-out uh, to a player, though, while I'm at it. He's not a freshman or sophomore. He's actually a junior. Uh, but uh, I, I get to tag. We, we get tagged in a lot of things uh, on our social media accounts, and, and we have DMs come through uh, all the time and things like that. Um, but the last two years, I've really there's a kid from Trinity Christian, um, and I know that uh, I know a lot of people send us send them uh, our his stat lines and, and videos and things like that. Um, but I do I do want everybody to know we are paying attention. Um, James Pennington. Uh, 21 points. He's coming off of a 21 point, seven rebound, five steal, four assist game. Um, the, the kid's a good, really good player for Trinity Christian. Um, I, I know it, sometimes it's hard for us to talk. We, we can't talk about every single team, every single, you know, player and things like that. But uh, um, when, when people do send us some stuff, it does catch our eye. And, and, and James James had a really good year last year. He was all conference in the Chicago land uh, uh, last year as a sophomore. Um, this year, the junior, you know, they haven't played. A, they've only played one game, I believe, this year. But but it was a big game for him uh, with that stat line. And um, I just want to make sure I touch base with him and and uh, and his family and coaches and everybody that's been sending them sending us uh, highlight tapes and and stuff on him. Uh, he, James is a good player, um, big time uh, for Trinity Christian. I'm, I'm sure they love having him there, um, and we're excited to continue following him as well. With that, we're going to go ahead and close up shop uh, for the week. Um, as always, you know, I just want to, uh, thank, uh, coach France for coming back on, uh, or coming on earlier from science and arts. Um, we wish everybody, um, a great rest of the season. I know it's sometimes tough, um, you know, to know kind of, uh, where you're at 
but with the sprint to March coming on, I know that uh, people are, are going, they have to get to that 10 point or that 10 uh, game mark to qualify for nationals. Um, so hopefully we can get games scheduled and get everybody uh, to 10 games. And, and hopefully we can have some teams qualifying for nationals, um, but excited to see where everybody goes. Uh, this is junior and Trev with NHR, the podcast signing off. Have a great week, everybody.